0: Hi FM, one hundred and one point nine megahertz of life. Well, what I can tell you now is that we're heading over to Israel to speak to Avi Kay. He's the father of Eddie K. and guide at the Kotel, and it's been a bit of a interesting, busy week at the Kotel, hasn't it, Avi? Please update us. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very, very well. Uh, what good, good. are some of the things that have been happening at the Kotel at the moment?
1: Okay, so the Kotel, as you said, has been very, very busy. It's uh, full in tourism season, and uh, everybody's here. And it's just been, there's been a lot of dignitaries that have been, there's been dignitaries coming in from Germany, Um, and that was a very interesting interaction at the at at the Quartel. And uh, there's been a lot of um, general people coming in, a huge amount of youngsters coming in for their bar mitzvahs. Um, I think they're obviously not having them exactly on the right day but really saving a special moment to come to the cartel and to be part um, of, that, of that experience when they come to Israel to celebrate the Bar Mitzvah. I know this um, this past week I was myself in, in Jerusalem for a Bar Mitzvah on Shabbat, which is something that I haven't done before. I haven't um, had a Bar Mitzvah at the cartel for a family member and my nephew and family flew in from Australia and uh, we were there with them for Shabbat and it was just very interesting to see the dynamics that happen on Shabbat at the Kotel on the Sabbath, something that I'm, I didn't really, wasn't really aware of all the years that I went to the Kotal and didn't actually work there. And just to, to see colleagues who, who work on Shabbat to make sure that things run smoothly, that things run efficiently, that everything's neat and tidy. So that was, that was a very, very special experience to, to share with. Um, but as I talk to you now, I'm actually standing on Howard Herzl, Mount Herzl, um, the place where soldiers of have, have, have fallen soldiers are buried and also dignitaries as uh, my wife and I address, just addressed a group of youngsters who've come from the UK and uh, just to tell my story and to share with them a little bit of inspiration um, and the questions that they ask are, are really incredible and it all again it comes back to the Kotel as to why w- was Elliot the Kotel, what was he doing there what is his connection to it and uh, you know that 's really the privilege that we have is to share with these people Abi, to, to uh, mention, can, I, can I just yeah.
0: ask you about that first point that you made about the Germans sure. because uh, I think that some people may have seen clips going around about it, uh, and we 're not sure what it actually signified, so I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to get a clarification from someone who 's really there what happened uh, and and how it 's been resolved
1: okay, so a disclaimer is that I haven 't um, had read the official briefing as to, to what really happened. I actually just heard about it more as, a, as, as gossip, um, walking into and to, into work and speaking to people. Um, but I really believe that it boils down to communication and something that I've said very often on the show, um, is that the cartel is not only a historical site. It's also a holy place and it's a place of worship and dress code should be taken very seriously. And people should think ahead when they're coming to the cartel as to how to dress correctly. And on the other hand, those who are there and are employed to make sure that the the religious significance and the holiness is observed should be able to conduct themselves in such a way that is amenable to people where they are open and friendly and able to express themselves in a way that's non-confrontational. Um, I think if those two ideas are taken to heart, then uh, we shouldn't have any problems going forward. I know as the, the Cotton Institute has worked very, very hard to make sure that they employ people that are well-versed in, in multiple languages. They can speak in a way that is calm and a way that is clear so that we don't have misunderstanding. Um more than that I don't really want to comment because I haven't read the official brief.
0: Okay. Now, so just to give some context, there was uh, uh, some sort of visit from a, a, a German delegation, and uh, there was some confusion as to whether uh, they could wear a cross or something at, at the thing, and there was a bit of an altercation. But I did see that there had been an, a, 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 an apology made, so I think that that was good. And as you say, it, sounded, it looked from the video – like a, a communications issue. And it is good to hear that they are trying to find ways to make sure that that sort of thing gets ameliorated in the future. What about the heat, um, Avi? Uh, you know, we had President, uh, excuse me, Prime Minister Netanyahu having a, a, had to go a bit of a brief stay in hospital because he said he wasn't drinking enough water. It's not exactly cold at the cocktail at this time of year.
1: To give you an example, I arrived at the Kotal yesterday at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I brought three liters of water with me. (laughs) Um, Before I knew it, one and a half liters was down. That was one bottle of water. And then I sort of sipped on the other bit towards, you know, the rest of the evening. And only later on, when I was actually on the bus on the way back home, did I realize how much water I drank and then how much I could keep drinking. It is phenomenal how much you um, you sweat, how much liquid you go through, um, and it's very, very important to, to to just look after yourself and drink, even if you don't feel like it. Make sure that you're drinking at least three liters during the day and a liter either before or afterwards to keep yourself hydrated. Just uh, as an aside, the army um, in this type of heat doesn't do exercises during the day. So your army bases are very full with soldiers sort of lying around, so to speak, during the day. And most exercises are done at night because it's just absolutely too hot for them to, to, to operate in this type of heat. So yes, just to take care of it <laughs> and take care of yourself. But maybe just to share a, a personal story that happened with me yesterday at the cartel. We've, we've got 45 the...
0: seconds left, Ivy. So if you can do it in 45 okay. seconds.
1: The bottom line is that a chap and his wife came to the cotton, and he was blind. Okay. And I was like, able to take him down and uh, help him and pray with him, which is something you wouldn't have been able to do. So just really, really being, being able to add a certain amount of value.
0: Now that's um, that's amazing, Avi, and uh, and a, a great story. And, and you know, it's it's not such an easy place to get down to as well. You know, the stairs and security and all sorts of things. Sure so so being able to do that is an an excellent uh yeah as you said, adding a lot of value uh and adding a lot of value by bringing the quartel closer to our community, so thank you so much and we'll chat to you again next week
1: pleasure thanks so much
0: that is avi uh, avi K talking to us about the quartel.